For it is by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8 Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Hey everybody, welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Uh, this is Jonathan Jenkins here. If you're listening to a podcast, you probably recognize my voice by now if you've heard any of my other podcasts. Uh, but today I'm doing something a little different for this podcast. So I did a podcast a few weeks ago, and it was called The Eternal Loser, uh, something I was very passionate about and because uh, it, was, it was something, it was, it was a struggle I was going through and, you know, you kind of continue to go through and, and uh, talk about some of the struggles and things like that uh, in, in the ministry and in the Christian walk. <clears throat> but today I'm doing something a little different. I'm going to go over some of the same stuff from that, uh, that, that same podcast. But this time I'm actually getting, doing a Zoom call with the Ministerial Association at my old school called Brute Parker College in Georgia, and I am doing a Zoom call with them, and I'm going to talk about, <clears throat> talk about some things, uh, some things that I would, I would uh, highly consider, some things I would highly consider for, uh, for college students, and some things that I would share about my experience with college, and some things that, uh, to, that you need to make sure you do in college, and stuff like that, uh, real briefly, and specifically more so for ministers than anything. <clears throat> Uh, so I'm going to talk about that, and then I'm going to talk about the eternal loser and how we can find our hope. We can find our hope and our victory in Jesus Christ. So uh, I hope you uh, get to listen to this whole thing. I think it's going to be quite interesting, uh, especially with the group that we've got. <clears throat> it's going to be on this thing, so uh, they're all going to be on it. And uh, <clears throat> i got to get their verbal consent, I reckon. Uh, but I'm going to get their verbal consent on video that they're okay being on video. Uh and so it's going to be good. And then I'm going to open it up for questions and answers if anybody has any, you know. Uh, so there's no telling where that could go. But I don't think uh, uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, see how it goes. But that's what this episode's going to be. Thank you for watching. If you're not subscribed already, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, uh, whatever, wherever you're listening on, subscribe to it. Uh, send any emails, questions, comments, concerns to gracebondministries at gmail.com. And I will be more than happy to answer those the best I can. I have to add that on there because sometimes I can't answer stuff or I haven't studied stuff or whatever. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable saying when I haven't studied something. So uh, send those emails to gracebombministries at gmail.com. The biggest thing, though, the, the highest recommendation I would do is get to uh, is to go to Facebook and like and follow the Grace Bomb Ministries Facebook page uh, because I post a lot of stuff there. As a matter of fact, everything I everything I post, everything I do gets posted to the Facebook page. Um, but that every, so, so just the post, the videos and stuff I make it posted to Facebook page, but I also post articles and blogs and, and, uh, little things like that and sharing some thoughts and sharing some important information, uh, for Christians and non-Christians. And, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very open for challenge. I'm very open for questions and concerns and, and things like that and discussions. I've had some, uh, some good discussions so far and, and hopefully I can get to some more controversial topics with people who disagree with me in the future. So uh, anyways, thanks for watching. I appreciate your support. I appreciate everything you do. And hey, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, but anyways, thanks for listening. <laughs> Wait, say yes one more time. What? Will you say yes one more time? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get your verbal consent. You'd be the one to sue me too, man. <laughs>
Shut down my nonprofit organization. <laughs> all right, so let me introduce myself a little bit. A little bit. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, <clears throat> I, when I first met Christian, he was. Uh, we stayed in the same suite in Leroy, and uh, I walked into his room to try to figure out who the new student was, and his whole family was sitting in there. <laughs> so I just said, uh, "Hey," <laughs> and kind of walked out because I had no idea who was staying. So then I finally found out he was staying. Uh, but Christian and I became real good friends. We had a, we had a pretty solid group of people. Uh, I'm sure there still is, but we had a really good solid group of people when I was there. And, uh, Christian was a big part of that group and going out and doing stuff and ministry. And, uh, I've been in a couple of leadership roles at Bruton Parker and, uh, some of them, you kind of wonder, you know, what's going to happen when this leader leaves and then somebody else has to step up. But, uh, we weren't, we weren't worried about that at all last year. Not, not even, it didn't come up one time. Uh, the only thing we worried about is if Christian was going to fall over dead because he was doing too much. Yeah, right. But I'm a, I, I actually moved to Florida. I graduated last May, and my wife and I moved down to Florida. And uh, I started a uh, crazy story. I ended up two minutes from a church. I started youth pastoring uh, <clears throat> by no specific intentions. It just happened. Uh, by the work by the work of God and and uh, now I'm a youth pastor at a church that does bus bus ministry and uh, <clears throat> that's a very tough ministry uh, doing doing the bus ministry it's a lot different than a normal youth group because in a normal youth group you got usually parents or somebody has to drop off the kid and you still got trouble and all that stuff but uh, this is intensified to great numbers <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but anyway so I graduated from BPC moved down to Florida. And like I said, I started this podcast called, I called it Grace Bond Ministries. And there's, uh, I was surprised. I was praying about a name for it and uh, I can't, I can't find anything. There's some, you know, Grace something, you know, ministries or whatever, but uh, there's not another Grace Bond ministry. So it's pretty cool. If you, if you Google it or YouTube it or whatever, you might going to pop up right away because I mean, I only got, I think I've got like six subscribers right now on YouTube, but, <laughs> but it's moving along. And I had made a video with Austin. Uh, a couple of videos. <clears throat> we talked about Nate's favorite to topic, Calvinism, and all yeah. sorts of other things. And uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty cool what's happening, and just getting people to conversate and stuff like that. It was one of the things I I really worked on at Bruton Parker was just learning how to have conversations with people like Austin Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna trash his name so much he's just gonna like show up on this thing. <laughs> uh, anyways. So Christian, Christian, I asked Christian what he wanted me to talk about, and he said, uh, talk about, to, he said, if you could talk about some stuff, you know, that you learned from Bruton Parker that you would uh, like to share with people and uh, encourage people with and, and encourage people to do. Uh, so I got a few things, and I'm also going to do a short devotional that I talked about a few weeks ago on another podcast, <clears throat> but I'll get to that here in a second. Uh, this is, there was a few things that, that <clears throat> I was thinking about, it. there was just a few things that I remember from Bruton Parker that have really helped me, and a few things I regret, of course. But uh, <clears throat> there, the, one of the one of the first things was uh, I didn't realize while I was at Bruton Parker. You know, I, I learned a lot from Bruton Parker, and I wasn't just sitting around all the time or anything. I was working a lot and going to school and leading and all kinds of stuff. But uh, one of the biggest things was to learn, uh, learn all I could. And people told me that, you know, and I had one or two maybe told me that, you know, once you get out of school, it's going to be hard for you to study and learn and stuff like you used to. And uh, they were right. <laughs> and I was at school and uh, I worked 
uh, towards the end there, I wasn't working as much, but the, the second and third year, I worked a lot. I was working 40 hours a week going to school and, and uh, I was president of KTK and all kinds of stuff. And I was pastor in a little church there in Normantown, which is looking for a pastor still, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> another story, but uh, <clears throat> but I actually, I, I learned a lot and uh, thankfully Dr. Ray's not there or Dr. Parker. <laughs> But I actually learned, I learned more. I learned a lot from the classes too, from reading the material. I finally decided I should read the material and that helped out a lot, of course. But uh, I learned a lot from, from just having the conversations, especially with Dr. Puckett, because uh, I don't know if you, any of y'all have had conversations with Dr. Puckett, but <clears throat> they can get pretty intense and kind of crazy. And by the time you're done with it, you're more confused than when you started. Uh, <clears throat> but they were very helpful. They were very helpful discussions. And Dr. Pe Puckett was very patient. Now that I look back, I realize how patient he was with me uh, from running my mouth all the time. <laughs> Uh, but that, that was that was one of the things is to learn all you can now, especially about the Bible and studies and stuff, because it doesn't matter, you know, what ministry you're in or whatever, <clears throat> or what field you're in, you know, learn all you can now, because uh, even if you're in a different field and <clears throat> and you're, you're getting a degree in something else, you're going to be able to learn a lot more then, you know, you can get your 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 experience and all that when you actually do the job and stuff, too. But uh, you learn a lot more during school. Uh, but that, was one of the, that was one of the first thing, first things. Uh, the second one was was make connections. When I when I first got to Brute Barker, I had two goals. I said uh, I was going to find as many mentors and uh, references as I could, and uh, <clears throat> and the other goal was to get a wife. And I accomplished both basically in the first semester. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm married now, and I got a baby on the way, Emerald, a little baby girl on the way. Uh, <clears throat> but make connections because. Uh, it's pretty, I remember sitting around one time with, uh, y'all probably don't know some of these people, but uh, <clears throat> me and Christian and, and Braden and Austin and Nate and Lydia uh, and the other Nate, sometimes <clears throat> we, uh, I, mean, I remember sitting around and just looking one time, we were hanging out at Puckett's house probably. I remember looking around and I'm like, man, we got some, uh, we've got some solid ministers right here. And I, I knew that there's no way that all of us were going to be uh, ministering in the same place for a long period of time uh, I, I didn't say nothing because I didn't want to get emotional at the time <laughs> no, I didn't want other people to get emotional it's hard to make me emotional but uh, and uh, but I, I realized that and then right after I we all graduated you know Austin moves to seminary Lydia moves to seminary Braden moves to seminary uh, Hunter who knows what he's doing uh, you know Nate Nate stayed around there you know but uh, but make those connections because if you those connections can go all over the place. You can get connections with people all across the world. I mean, if Lydia, uh, she says she's going to be a missionary, you know, she could end up in some foreign country someday, you know, and we need a missionary speaker. We want to support a missionary. It's a big thing that's going on with my church. You know, we can call her uh, before I do like this podcast. You know, I can call Austin Pounds. who's you know, Eventually he'll have a PhD. Uh, Braden Stewart, you know, he's about to get a master's and in, in, uh, master's degree in child pastoring, children's pastoring probably hate me if I described it like that, but if you do, I describe it like that. But it's pretty cool, the connections you can make and the connections that can last forever, you know, and you, you go to, you know, you go to a church or something, I haven't been able to pull it off yet, but Hunter and I have been talking about, you know, hit, calling him down there to do revival at the church or something like that. Uh, and, then, and that goes in line with the next thing, too, is, is to find as many mentors. I actually just called Noel's dad the other day. We were talking about, uh, me and Mr. Ronnie were talking about accountability. And uh, how to have accountability, especially with everything that's happened with uh, Robbie Zacharias and stuff like that. And 
but Ronnie's a good mentor. If you can, if you can find him, I'm sure he'll talk to you. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of great people out there and, and a lot of great ministers. Uh, even on the campus, there's a lot of great ministers and teachers and stuff like that. And uh, those mentors are a huge help. And I stay in contact with just about all of them, not as much as I did when I was there. Uh, but I stay in contact with them. And uh, most of them, if I ever needed anything, they'd still help me. You know, they still tell me, yeah, put me down as a reference, you know. Keith Eccles told me that. He said, uh, I should call him Dr. Eccles. <laughs> uh, but he said, uh, he said, yeah, if you ever, he, he even told me, he's like, if you wanted to go to New Orleans, let me know. And I'll have, I'll have you a church to pastor before you get there, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's pretty, it's good to have those mentors and those references and stuff. And plus, they're great people just to get to know, you know, just hanging out with them and getting to know them. And, uh, and, and, uh, and it was, it was interesting with me because I had, I had so many mentors. I started off with Danny Williams. And, uh, and then after, uh, after Danny, I just started meeting all kinds of random people. Actually, Steve Edwards was my first mentor. Uh, and then I met Danny, but, uh, and then Dr. Puckett and Dr. Ray. And, uh, and then I even got to know some of the other people like Dr. Hong, uh, Dr. Peters was pretty cool too. Uh, those mentors, though, they helped me out a lot. And not only that, especially in the, in our, cause I was a pastor too in the, in the Vidalia in Normantown. And, uh, and so I got connected with all those pastors, but was interesting. I you know, was being around so many people that had different views. You know, I'd ask them all the same question. I'd ask five pastors the same question and uh, get five different answers, you know? So it was, it was good to strengthen myself and get out there and, and think about that kind of stuff. I even went down the street because I had a, I had kind of a situation, uh, not with him, but, but somebody in his church, the, the independent fundamentalist church down the street, who I disagree with very strongly about some things. Uh, but I even I even got in contact with that pastor, and I was joking around one time. I said, you know, if I think if I if I time this right, I could probably because all the pastors that's what they want to do is go eat lunch and talk. If I time this right, I could probably get free lunch every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but those mentors, they're, they're great, and I, I guarantee you, any of them would still tell me to write them down as a reference on anything I do. Um, but this was the biggest thing. This is what I wish I would have done more in school is is learn learn discipline while you're in school while you do there's not as much pressure on you uh now you know i got i've got so many people that, that have got pressure on me especially once you get married too. uh your wife or husband you know they got you know, they put a lot of pressure on you because uh <clears throat> that sounds bad when i say it like that but <laughs> you know they put a lot of pressure on you it's not bad pressure it's just you know you 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 do so much especially if you're a ministry and bible vocational you know you do so much that uh that you gotta you gotta discipline yourself and you have to, you really have to, you literally have to cut off uh, other things, other ministry and stuff for a period of time. So that way you can, you can actually spend time with your, your spouse or friends or whoever. <clears throat> That's why I always tell people, say, don't get offended. You know, if I don't, if I don't call you or nothing that much, because I, <laughs> Allie's luckily to even see me some days. <laughs> and so, it, you know, it's things get busy, but if you learn the discipline now, especially the, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about, especially is, is devotion, devotional time. You discipline yourself to do your start doing your devotion and pray every day. Uh, that'll help out big time. Yeah, I had one pastor he used to get on my nerves all the time because it's the same question he'd ask me every time I tell him I was struggling. <laughs> he would say uh, the very first question he would ask is say, "Well, how's your devotional life?" It was uh, Alan Ray in Hickston. He said, "How's your devotional life?" And just about every single time it was like, "Well, it's not good. I, I don't think I've read the Bible in, in devotional way since for like a week and a half." You know. He said, well, I would start there. And so he used to tell me that. He's probably told me that 25 times. 
but he's right. You know, if you if you keep that devotional and you'll, you'll protect it and you'll discipline yourself now to do it, it'll make a huge difference, especially when you can get into full time ministry and full time ministry. I say that in quotes because uh, I'm a full time minister, but, you know, I get paid six thousand dollars a year. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but if you learn discipline now, it'll help out big time. But that's what I was going to talk about in this little devotion. I made a podcast a couple of weeks ago. It was called The Eternal Loser. I was having a conversation uh, one time with my pastor because my, my youth ministry, it's uh, like I said, it's a bus ministry. And basically what that means is we go around and we pick up any teenager or a kid that decides they want to come to church. And uh, it's a very, very difficult thing. And you don't just get, you know, it's usually not the, you know, the angels. You know, I call them the, I call them the angels of Kathleen. But it's not usually the angels. It's the uh, some of the worst kids are the ones that show up. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> uh, but we pick up these kids, and, and a lot of them, some of them have been in prison or not prison, but they've been arrested and uh, very disrespectful. I, we had a hangout night last night or Tuesday night and uh, had 40, 40 kids, and I picked up four glue sticks outside. I had one kid dislocate his shoulder and one kid got mad because he got pushed. <laughs> and I had one girl, she kept, she was upset about something and said she needed to talk to me and I didn't have time to go talk to her. Uh, I got kids cussing left and right around me. Even when I'm standing right beside them, you know, they just don't, they're very disrespectful. And uh, they were throwing stuff and, oh man, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh, but you basically get this, the spirit of rebellion is you get the strongest spirit of rebellion as possible when you do bus ministry. And then you get parents who, you know, their 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 parents are not Christian people. A lot of them, and uh, makes it a little more difficult. Uh, but it's it's extremely difficult on Tuesday nights when I speak, you know, because how do you teach the Bible to kids who, for one, have no respect for the Bible or God or anything, and uh, for two, they you know they're gonna they're gonna sit there and they're gonna rebel and rebel and rebel. They're gonna be on their phones. They're gonna talk. Uh, they're gonna pass notes or whatever. <clears throat> you know, some of that stuff I can handle, but some of these kids are, it's hard to even describe. Uh, but then you do it for so long, and it's very discouraging. You know, you put, you know, 10 hours into a sermon, and uh, and it doesn't seem like anybody gets anything out of it. It can get very discouraging. So I, I had talked to my pastor about that, and I said, uh, he probably thinks I'm a heretic now. But I said, I had to add him to that list. <laughs> but I said, uh, <clears throat> I said, you ever felt like he's out? I said, I feel bad even saying this, but I said, you ever felt like, uh, you ever felt like Satan is working harder than the Holy Spirit? And he just straight up said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but he was saying that what he what he said well, it was true. He said, if he said, it sounds like you're relying too much on yourself and not relying on the Holy Spirit. I said, yeah. And that was that was good. It was a good word from him and especially from him because he's not he's not usually the most encouraging guy in the whole wide world. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's a great pastor. And, and that was encouraging. So later that day, I went home and I, I decided I wrote that I did this podcast at about. 1230 at night because I get off work at midnight and so I, wrote, I did this podcast called the eternal loser and just dealing with <laughs> dealing with uh with that and what it what it means uh and who the eternal loser is and why you know it's obviously it's Satan but you know why is uh why is he the eternal loser and what you know what what's been lost and and uh how can we live differently knowing that he is the eternal loser uh, because you know, the Christian walk is the Christian life is tough ministry is tough uh, it's a lot more difficult than anybody could ever describe. That's why nobody understands ministry until you've done ministry. 
but even even not just ministry though just christian the christian life in general is tough uh, and and if there's one guy in the bible uh, besides jesus of course but if there's one guy in the bible who really knew this stuff it was it was paul i'm gonna flip to a few verses y'all can turn with me if you want to uh, the first one's going to be first corinthians or second corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. I like reading this passage whenever I feel like I'm having a rough time. And as soon as I, as soon as I start reading, y'all know exactly what it is. Second uh, Corinthians eleven twenty three. Paul responding to some people who thought they were, they had the same authority and the same respect as Paul should have had and that they were going against Paul. And Paul said, uh, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they, are they uh, the seeds of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons, more frequently in deaths. Often from the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep in journeys, often in perils of waters in perils of robbers in perils of my own countrymen in perils of the Gentiles in perils in the city in perils in the wilderness in perils in the sea in perils among false brethren. In weariness and toil and sleeplessness, often in hunger and thirsting, uh, fat and thirst and fastings, often in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, what comes up, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation? If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. Damascus, the governor, under Aretas, the king was guarding the city of the Damascenes with a garrison, desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. So Paul, and Paul, Paul had been through some struggles. Paul even said one time that uh, we even, we even, he said it in, in the beginning of Second uh, Corinthians or First Corinthians, one of the two, uh, but he says that he even despised life himself, that he he considered, uh, I don't know if he considered suicide, but he, he did consider the, the glory that was to come. That's what kept him going, was knowing that these sufferings, that's why he said, if, if Christ be not resurrected, then uh, we're the most worthless human beings on the planet, basically. <laughs> you know, we're just wasting our life. And he said, not only that, I'm suffering for all this stuff that doesn't even matter. Uh, <clears throat> and so he said, I, we even despise life at certain points because he struggled uh, so much. And a lot of these physical things, but uh, there was a lot of spiritual things too. And he says again in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, this was important too. I had shared this passage with somebody who was who was uh, angry at somebody. This will stop a lot of the anger against people. But Ephesians chapter six verse twelve says, "For we not we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places." So the real battle is not against people. Uh, it's not even against. Uh, it's not even against it, basically anything, any of the ministry struggles, any of the Christian walk struggles. The, the struggle, the battle is against uh, basically Satan and, and his demons. That's the real battle. And, uh, and Paul knew that, and I think that's what kept Paul going. And Paul realized that, you know, this stuff is just, it's people trying to distract me and stop me. Uh, and the things that he went through, he should have been dead a long time before he actually was dead and beheaded. Uh, people probably think he was immortal or something. Uh, all the stuff he was able to get through and a couple times they even thought he was dead and they threw him out of the city and uh and but he got back up and and went back into the city <laughs> uh, 
but the, the struggles are temporal, but there's a few things that are eternal, and especially in ministry, and especially with the kind of ministry I'm doing, and the ministry every Christian should be doing, which is the ministry of evangelism, you know, salvations are eternal. So even if, you know, you're pastoring, or even if you're uh, <clears throat> leading worship or whatever, it doesn't matter, a missionary, or just a Christian who goes to church, you know, when you're, when you're struggling, and you're, you're ministering, uh, and you're sharing the gospel, those salvations, anybody that gets saved, that salvation is eternal. So even if just one person gets saved, it'd be worth it. Uh, and, <clears throat> and it's definitely worth it. And that's important, though, when you, when you think about the, the, the struggles and stuff like that, uh, to understand what the Bible says about uh, Christianity. You know, that's why I have such a hard time with legalism. I, I get very frustrated. There's not very many things that can really frustrate me, but legalism really frustrates me. Uh, because the Bible doesn't doesn't have a list of commands for us to follow. It says to uh, build our relationship with Jesus. The those those command every command in the Bible that we need to follow will come after uh, after we're saved, after we're regenerated, and have the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and so, you know, there's not a list of commands that you know to be right and do right or whatever. You know, that's what legalism is. You just follow this list and you're a good person. Uh, but the Bible says, you know, to strengthen your relationship with Jesus, and He'll help you with all those other things. Uh, because if you don't do that, then you'll start doing it by yourself. And so if you build your relationship with Jesus, not only will you, will, you, will you start living better, but you start viewing people different. You view people like Jesus view people, uh, you know, when Jesus was on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, I don't know a single person in this whole planet who is being crucified on a cross, uh, apart from the Holy Spirit, but being crucified on a cross would say, God, God, forgive these people that are literally torturing me. Uh, just forgive them, you know, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Just forgive them. But they know not what they do. Uh, but this is this is the important part. Uh, so that's the struggle. The battle is against the, the spiritual darknesses of the world. But this is the important part. Um, <clears throat> let me read John 16, 33. And I'll just reference the other verse. Uh, but Genesis, in Genesis 3.15, that's what most people think is the very first reference uh, to, to, uh, to the, or uh, the very first messianic prophecy, I should say. Uh, about Jesus. <clears throat> Jews don't too much believe that. I've asked them. Um, <clears throat> but Genesis 3.15, it says that the serpent, the, I mean, the, the, the seed of Eve, of the woman, usually the Bible says the seed of Adam, the seed of man, uh, but it says the seed of Eve, the woman, will crush the serpent's head. And so from Genesis 3.15, uh, from the very start of the Bible, basically, there's this promised Messiah who will put who will who will crush the serpent's head, and that's exactly what Jesus did. That's why he says in John 16:33, "These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world." Uh, so all those struggles and all that stuff, everything we think about and struggle with, uh, it's it's been overcome. It's been defeated. I remember a while back and. Uh, Jeff and, and Danny, and, and I don't know who else went with them, but um, some of y'all might remember Pandu that came, but they were going to India, and they were they were trying their hardest to try to get me to go with them, and I almost did, <laughs> and uh, it was at that point, I remember, between that and uh, in Normantown, just going door-to-door, -door, you know, you never know, I used to go door-to-door, -door, knock on houses, and share the gospel, invite people to church, and uh, you never know what you're going to come up against. And uh, so I, I decided one day, you know, what is, what do I fear? Because I was, I got, you know, get real nervous and get fearful. I said, well, what, what is it that I really fear? And uh, <clears throat> I finally got to the point where the only thing I ever actually fear, this was in college I mean, just a few years ago, 
only thing I actually feared was death. And then uh, studying the scriptures and studying what, how Jesus overcame death and that death no longer has its sting for Christians. You know, you study that and you realize that even death, uh, Satan's probably his Satan's strongest tool. Uh, even that can't even, can't even stun a Christian. <clears throat> can't, you can't get to a Christian because death's even been defeated. And so there's literally, when I, when I was planning on going to India, I had to accept that too, because India is not the nicest place in the world for a Christian to be, that's for sure. Uh, <clears throat> but those guys went and they, they preached the gospel and thousands of people got saved. Uh, but if you sit around and you, you fear those things, you fear death and you fear these spiritual wickednesses of the world, uh, then you'll never be able to do anything. And that's why I can actually pretty confidently, I can't say, you know, in every single moment, you know, I'm not fearful. Uh, every single moment, I'm not stressed, you know, and I got to speak, you know, usually what happens with me, I don't get nervous about speaking until about two minutes before I start. And all of a sudden, I'll know where I just get super nervous. Like, I'm just going to forget everything and all that stuff. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, typically, I don't really get scared. And then, plus, when you're a youth pastor and you start speaking, uh, at first, you get nervous about what you're saying. Then you just get nervous that you're going to slap somebody because they won't shut up. <laughs> Or throw them. I've been trying. Uh, I, I've been trying to get my pastor's wife to, because she kind of, she's the educational director. Uh, so this is a question for her. But they have these guns that shoot salt. I have to say it like that. I can't say a salt gun because it sounds like I'm saying an assault gun. <laughs> but there's guns that shoot salt, and they're made to kill flies, and they they don't hurt that much, and they sting a little bit. So I've been begging her to let me buy one so I could just shoot it off at people while I'm speaking. But it's a no go. And I mentioned that to the pastor one time with her sitting there and. He went home and said, uh, he said, Elaine, why does Jonathan want an assault gun? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to make, you got to be careful. If you tell that joke to anybody, make sure you, uh, make sure you say a gun that shoots salt. Uh, but anyway, so, so when you're speaking and when you do a ministry though, it, it gets get tough. Uh, it gets unbearably tough for the normal human being. And that's why you got to have the Holy Spirit on your side. And you gotta, you gotta know that it's, that, that Christ is victorious. You know, Christ is victorious. <clears throat> and what's amazing is that the same, the same way the gospel empowered us, the same way the gospel was uh, showed its power and able to, in, in order to save us by, uh, you know, grace. You know, God tried the whole law thing. That didn't work. Uh, just give you everybody a list of commands and that would get them into heaven. That didn't work. Uh, and so then he decides to show grace and mercy, which, you know, if you read the Bible, he showed, he showed grace and mercy throughout the whole thing. Uh, he could have wiped everybody out in Genesis chapter 2 or 3. <laughs> Uh, but he it's it's when you show grace and mercy and love and when you when you get to know how much you know what the gospel really means and the all the different uh deep meanings to it and the jewish background for all of it uh once you really understand that then you really realize what jesus did for you and then you really realize what true love is and so i'm convinced that people who aren't christians you know they, they got some idea of love but they don't think they understand true love and uh, once you understand true love and you build that relationship with Jesus, then when you're doing ministry and you're, you're mentoring and you're helping people or whatever, uh, it makes you a lot more patient because you remember how patient and loving God was with you. And if he wasn't, you know, none of us would be saved. <laughs> We'd all be dead by now. So uh, knowing that and knowing and just loving people and uh, getting through, you know, when you're, when you're struggling and, and uh, having a difficult time and getting through that and just loving people uh, is a big help in the ministry because I even told the kid one time I had a kid and uh, in the middle of my sermon <laughs> I said uh, the Bible says that we should love our enemies and this kid he's one of my he's one of my favorite that's the probably best word I could use but 
he uh, he 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 says out loud in the middle of my sermon. He says, "Man, if you if you treat if you if you do that, everybody's gonna call you weak." And so I lost my cool for a second, and I I caught myself, <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, I said, let me ask you this, Keegan. I probably shouldn't I shouldn't say his real name, but his real name's not Keegan. It's uh, Billy. Okay. <laughs> so I said, "Hey, Billy." Uh, I said, uh, "You know how many times." Uh, I was I was about to get really mad. I said, "You know how many times that you've irritated me or Miss Y'all?" And uh, he said he he kind of got quiet. And now I'm put because now I'm putting him on the spot. Everybody shut up and was listening. I said, "All the times you uh, irritated me and Miss Y'all, what would you have done if we would have done the same thing back to you?" I said, "Would you have rather us treated you the same way you treated us, or would you have rather us loved you instead?" And he said, "Oh no, he got real quiet then." And I said, obviously, anybody and everybody with any sense, everybody wants to be treated that way, uh, but nobody wants to treat anybody that way. <clears throat> and so uh, knowing that, and, and especially, you know, in being, in being in school, too, you know, it's the <clears throat> I'm, I'm actually busier now than I was in school, and uh, which is really surprising if you knew how busy I was in school. <laughs> uh, but just even being in school, though, things can get pretty hectic. And uh, even, even uh, it's not just classes. You know, nobody goes to Bruton Parker just for the classes, you know. You get friends, you, you, <clears throat> you're trying to find a wife or a husband and uh, trying to get to know professors and trying to get your Christian walk in order and uh, all sorts of things. And even, even in school, it gets very overwhelming. Uh, being, uh, Allie and I just, we had a terrible start to our marriage. Terrible start. Uh, don't get married on your senior year <clears throat> unless, unless you can handle it. I was fine my senior year. She was not. Now she killed me for saying that, but. Uh, but it can, it can get difficult. I know it can get difficult, uh, but it's the same, the same thing applies to that as it does for ministry and everything else that the eternal loser, everything that's getting you down. Most of the time, if you really think about it, it all comes from Satan one way or another. It's all coming from Satan. The source is Satan. Our spiritual battle is against Satan and his demons. And so if you know that you can get through anything. And that's why this last verse, this is Romans eight thirty one. Another popular verse, uh, just one one chapter over from the big time. Romans eight thirty one. It says, "What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us?" So everything, everything you do, every ministry, uh, everything you do for the Lord, if God is the one for you, then there's literally nobody that can stand against you. I think it was, I think it was Andy Minio said in one of his songs, he said, uh, the only one, the only thing I fear is God and he's on my side. You know, how could you, how could you be afraid of anything else? If God, the controller, the maker, uh, the sovereign Lord over everything, how could you, <clears throat> how could you uh, be afraid of anything? How could you not do anything? If the Holy spirit, if God himself, the creator is on your side, uh, that's something I have to, you have to constantly remind yourself that God is on your side. And it's important too, you know, like the Bible says, to do everything as unto the Lord. Uh, sometimes I'm on my way to work. I'll, I'll listen to like some, uh, some Christian music to get pumped up. And it's like, I show up to work and it's, it's not that I'm showing up to work to make money. It's I'm showing up to work to serve the Lord. And you get that mindset of everything that you do, every study you do, every, every person you talk to, everywhere you go, you do everything unto the Lord and you keep that integrity. And it has some, has some pretty powerful consequences, some great consequences uh, <clears throat> for that. And it's, it's just amazing when you finally say, you know what, 
uh, and maybe y'all are better at this than me because I have a hard time trusting other people and I have a hard time trusting God, <laughs> but maybe that's probably just me. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but trusting God is, is literally one of the best things I've ever done in all these difficult situations. And the best thing any Christian would probably say is the best thing they've ever done in difficult situations is to put their trust in God and uh, just know that he is, he is there in the future. He's there in the present. He's there in the past. And he handles everything and he's graceful uh, with us. He's merciful with us. Uh, it's a great, it's a great reminder and a great encouragement to know that we serve a God uh, who does that and he cares for us. He's not a deist. Uh, he's, he cares for us. He's with us <clears throat> in all that we do. So if God is for us, then who could be against us? That's the key in, uh, in, in school and in, in ministry and everything. Uh, but anyways, thank you all for letting me speak. I'll, uh, I'll answer Nate's question here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate letting me speak. It's a very humbling experience because, uh, you know, you, you sit around, and you listen to pastors and stuff, and you, or it doesn't matter what, you're, what ministry you're called to, you know. If you're, you're listening to one of your mentors or you're talking to people who are in your position or you've seen people who are in your position and you just, uh, at a certain point, maybe, maybe this is just me too, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure everybody's kind of like this. You look at those people at one point and they're just like on this whole different level. Uh, that you can't get to, you know, that's what it kind of seems like. There, there's no way I could be like them. And then all of a sudden uh, you, you become a pastor, you become a preacher, you become a worship leader, you become a missionary uh, <clears throat> or whatever it is you're called to do. And then you're like, man, they're just like me, you know, and you, even like the president of the United States, you know, that you just realize that those, that's a person too. You know, they have a family, they have struggles, they, you know, they've lost loved ones, you know, and they have the, the same worldview issues that everybody else has. Uh, but you know, it's pretty. It's it's a humbling experience to be able to speak and know, uh, and and to and to uh, to have that reputation and integrity and, and things like that. It's very humbling. Uh, but anyways, thank you all for listening, and I'll turn it back over to Christian. All right. Does anybody have any questions for Jenkins before? We if you ask a question, you have to be in the camera, by the way, Nate. <laughs> then I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> no, Jesus was not a Calvinist. That's the short answer. <laughs> Jenkins was going to write a paper about Jesus, whether Jesus was a Calvinist or not. His senior year. And so that's why it's brought up every time. Yeah, I wrote that. I don't know when I wrote that. I, wrote, I did write that paper. I don't remember when I wrote it, though. I think it was for Jesus and Nazareth class. Yeah, probably. So, it's always been a hoop. All right. Does anybody have any prayer questions? Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope that was an encouragement to you. I know some of you probably heard some of that same stuff on the last podcast, but um, – you know, it's a different context. I mean, when you're a speaker, you speak, uh, you speak about, you speak about, you can speak about the same thing, the same topic, the same verses, uh, but you you talk about it in a practical way differently. Uh, and so that's kind of what I did a little bit um, <clears throat> talking to college students, uh, Burton Parker. So, uh, anyways, thank you for watching. Uh, like I said, like, subscribe, share everything you can do. I appreciate all the support I can get. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, I'd prefer if you know if you don't reference my video. You know, I said Jesus wasn't a Calvinist. I wrote a paper 
Uh, if everybody, anybody's ever interested in reading any of my boring papers, I still have them. Uh, but I did, I wrote a v, uh, paper about, you know, I was answering the question, was Jesus a Calvinist? Um, my, my professor liked it because he wasn't a Calvinist. But even he gave me a hard time because I ignored something. So uh, if you haven't figured this out by now, I'm, I have ADHD and uh, I'm self-diagnosed though. So, uh, but I get off topic and I'll talk about crazy stuff at random times. Uh, but anyways, thank you for watching. I really hope this is an encouragement to you. Just remember, Christ is victorious. Uh, Satan is not victorious. One day, one day, Satan's going to be thrown into the same pit he's been throwing people into for years. Uh, one day, it'll all be over with. And right now, even even now, we can we can experience some of what Christ has already uh, been victorious over. And one day, ultimate victory will take place. Uh, we'll talk. I'll talk about that in another video. Why it has to happen? Uh, why I think it has to wait. And part of why God is waiting, you know, uh, but Christ will be victorious from the day he was resurrected until the day eternity ends. <laughs> uh, trick question, eternity never ends. Uh, but anyways, like, subscribe, share, questions, comments, concerns, email gracebondministries at gmail.com. And uh, if, if they're simple, if they're small questions, uh, I'll just email you back. If they're big questions, I'll do a video. Uh, if you disagree with me about something, I'm always looking for people I can talk with. I'm going to make sure it's something I'm a little comfortable with if we're going to debate about it. But um, I'm always looking for people to talk with about various different subjects. So anyways, thank you so much for watching. Uh, be encouraged and know that if God is for us, then who could ever stand against us? Thank you for watching Grace Bond Ministries. God bless.